Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcaster, Mark Atreya, with your favorite podcast, Making a Cut. Welcome back for another week. I don't know if you can tell, I'm really excited. Thanks for coming back. Sports Sunday episode again. I'm super excited. What a wild and crazy weekend of sports. We're talking NFL crazy. We're talking college football crazy. We're talking fantasy football owners. Just get ready. It's going to be fun and exciting. I hope you enjoy today's episode. But before I get started, as always, you know where to find me. I say it every week. My link is going to be on my Facebook. That's right. I'm going to be there on Facebook. You can click it. You can click and listen to me right there. But even more, even better with it being on Facebook, you can share me. For those who, uh, for, for those who are wanting to hear somebody else, that somebody else that you want to share me with, you can share it right there. I appreciate it. Those of you who have been doing it, thank you a whole lot. I appreciate it a whole lot. And... You know, you can find me anywhere that you get your podcasts, your sports podcasts, especially, but especially on the Anchor app or anchor.fm and Spotify. Y'all know I always say it on Spotify. You can go there, find my pretty face, click it there and click follow. And it's going to let you know when my next episode is up. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this one. So let's jump off into this episode. So let me, let me say this. We have the arrival of the Red Ranger. You may not know who I'm talking about, but I'm excited about this. Uh, for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about with the Red Ranger, uh, I'm talking about the Red Rocket. I'm talking about Andy Dalton. And uh, I'm excited he was there. At first, let me break it down for you here. At first, I was a little nervous that they were putting him in a situation, playing over there in London, kind of back up against the wall. You have, you know, Kamara out. You have Thomas out. And so... You have some of your best weapons. Jarvis Landry was playing really kind of injured. And so you set him up against the wall there. And then also you add in the element of you're playing in London. Yes, I know that they went over there after they lost against Carolina last week. But you still have jet lag. You still have to get acclimated to the time and over there. And understand, they may have had a week to do that. But at the same time, it's still different. It's still taxing. You're, you're still playing at 830 in the morning, our time. It's, and I know the other team has to do that as well. But when you put up those those other situations there, I saw it was going to be like, all right, well, we put Andy in a situation to say, well, you know what? You could tell that this is Jameis's situation. It was almost like when Ian Book got in last year when nobody else was on the team because the whole team was out with COVID. It just felt like it was going to be that situation. But the Red Ranger, Power Rangers, that just in case you didn't catch that, the Red Ranger there did his thing, man. And look, I know the Saints didn't come away with the win, but let me say this. Let me say this about that. Did it not feel better with that loss than it did with the first win against Atlanta where you were just struggling, you didn't play until the until the fourth quarter? I mean, didn't it feel better? Like, you, you felt better because the offense was moving and doing things and you were using your weapons and you didn't have to wait till the fourth quarter to start doing something. It looked and felt so much better, right? So that's 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 the gripe there, or the the argument for Andy Dalton over James Winston. Now let me let me say this: No, I was never for James Winston coming to the Saints or starting for the Saints because I saw what he was, and we've we've unfortunately seen the same thing that was in Tampa this year. Uh, but as the quarterback of the Saints, I want him to do good, right? If he's going to be the guy, I want him to do good. But if you have another option, somebody has more experience. Uh, with winning, you have somebody who's been in the playoffs. Give him an opportunity, and look, he did his thing today. The Saints snake bitten against the Vikings. 
<laughs> you know, you miss a field goal with a double doink at the end. I know Saints fans are upset because some bad calls, etc. Who cares about that? You're going to have that, right? It shouldn't come down to that, right? Let's just be honest. Let's not blame the refs anymore for, for losses. I, the, the, the Rams uh, NFC Championship game is over with. So let, let all that go. Let, just let it go and move on, right? Let me talk about something on there like that i'm gonna leave that alone i'm just you know it, honey badger had him in an interception today too look it, it was the defense the defense is a championship caliber defense and they can't continuously look like that unless you give them time to breathe right it, unless you give them time to rest during the game uh, and so that is another thing that looked great for this for, the, for for today justin jefferson went off uh you know if you got him in your fantasy league if you're an lsu uh enthusiast, enthusiast like myself uh, I was excited he went off as well, too. You just wish we could have got the win as a Saints fan, right? So let me say this about London football before I move, fo- move forward, or overseas football. Uh, I'm not a proponent for it. And, and the reason why I'm not a proponent for it is because it, it, it gives that feeling of like when a, a business, or it, those of you who work for big businesses know, may have felt this or, or gone through this before, um, where the owner or the company or the, or the higher ups or whatever it may be, and I'm not picking on any businesses or anything, not even the one I, that I work for, but they roll out something new and it's got a lot of quirks to it. And, uh, and they really are wanting to sell this new thing to the owner. And so you're, you're like overlooking all of the bad things and just highlighting the few good things about it. You're like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah it's great. Well, it's kind of what London football or overseas football of any sort, because they're going to be playing in Germany too. That what it feels like. Now I watch Good Morning Football a lot, and uh, it's kind of like my get together while I'm cooking breakfast. Watch it, have it on in the background. This whole week, they've been really trying to hype up this London game. They just tried it so hard, man. It almost felt like exactly what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great. While they were over there in London as well, you can see, like, you know, there's not there's not a whole drove of Saints fans and a whole drove of uh, Vikings fans over there in London. I could just tell you that. Don't get me wrong. There are some NFL fans there, whether it was people that are, that are from America that moved over there or some people who just love football that, that have lived there all their life or etc. But let me tell you, it's not like I could tell you this. It's not like what they've that, that, that falsehood that we're given. there. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many fans over there. It's not, let me tell you this. You can tell when you watch good morning football, every one of the persons that they have standing behind them, that are dressed in the team memorabilia. They all have brand new jerseys and brand new t-shirts on, you can tell. Whether it was Saints or Vikings, you can tell it was all brand new stuff. Like they handed out to them, it's like, hey, we'll give you this if you stand in the background and cheer when we tell you to cheer, right? Like like the, the extra drunk kids at college game day that don't know what's going on, they're just like, when we come back on, we're gonna count it down and tell you we come back on, you cheer loudly. That's what it was kind of like the whole time, right? So I'm not a big proponent of, of those games. And let me, let, me, let me add this to it too. I understand that it gives you a fourth game to watch if you're not swapping back and forth between channels. You know, you got the the early game there, then you got your 12 o'clock game, then you got your 3 o'clock game, then you got your Sunday night football game. I understand that. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's it's not a great, it's not great. It's not selling like Thursday night football did. It just isn't. And when you look over there, if you've ever had a chance to watch any of those uh, games in the past, because the hype hadn't been there quite like it has been this year, Right, and you see in the stands, you have all these different team jerseys. Yes, you do have again some people that are living, working overseas, etc. That are NFL fans and they're supporting their team as they're going to see an NFL game. 
but for the most part you can tell they were handing out jerseys and stuff to to show each team had some supporters over there right you could tell they're all brand new and you could tell they're being told when they're supposed to cheer you could tell all those things right it, there's no home field advantage regardless of who the home team is etc but this is not like college football where you have you know two teams playing in, in a neutral site that which it, it kind of is on that because they are in a neutral site but at the same token it's not it's just completely different <laughs> there's there it's 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 kind of like playing somewhere where nobody knows who you are that's exactly what it is anyway so i'll leave that alone I want to move on to something else before I jump off into it, especially uh, college football. I'm going to jump off into top 25 and also talk about LSU uh, a little bit there too. So th- let me let me tell you this. Those of you who have been watching college football, those of you who have been watching NFL football, and you know you, football is your thing. For those of you who are baseball fans, I am a little bit of a baseball fan. I do love it. I do love records. I do love all that stuff. But let me tell you this. If there's ever been a sign of ESPN trying to force down your throat what they want you to see is Aaron Judge right now. Let me tell you this. If you wanted to watch Aaron Judge go for to break Roger Maris's record to go to 62 home runs, you would watch it. You don't need to be told about it every single time he comes up to bat for, to watch him get walked intentionally every time during the middle of your game and a lot of times in an important part of the game where you're trying to watch it. We don't need to fade away and go to that. Like, it's so aggravating. Like, leave it alone, man. Like, if I want to watch it, I understand you're not getting the viewership on it that you want because it's during the middle of pro football season to college football season, man. Leave it alone. I understand it. You're not getting more viewership that way. You're just interrupting the viewership of what you want. Let it go. Let it go, Elsa. Let it go. Let it go. So, moving on. Let's go. Let's talk a little college football here. Let's talk a little bit of college football and NFL draft really quickly. Y'all know I love the NFL draft. You know I'm going to talk about it all the time. The biggest part of the draft always is talked about is, is quarterbacks. So let me hit you on something really quickly. On the quarterbacks, just going to go ahead. You can mark the tape here. You can record this. You can save the snippet. Whatever you want to do, go ahead and mark my words. When the draft comes around, if these two guys skip their senior year and go into the NFL, Enter, enter the draft. These two names are going to be higher than everybody. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State and Bryce Young from Bama. That They're going to be the talk of everything. But let me tell you, there's some other quarterbacks there that should be getting the talk. And I'm going to tell you who the best quarterback is right now. That doesn't mean it couldn't change, but right now in college football. He's at Wake Forest. It's Sam Hartman. Now, he's probably going to fall down to second, third, fourth grade unless he goes off later on this season, fourth-round grade. But he is the best quarterback right now in college football. He really is. And these two guys, they they run up the points, et cetera, or they're playing where they're playing. They get all the hype. They're going to get the hype for the draft. So just mark my words. It's going to happen, right? So let's talk a little bit about the top 25, and then I'll get into LSU. You know, you've heard me talk about the polls over and over. So let me go ahead and say this part right here. Like, again, A&M showed that they should have never been ranked sixth in the nation in the preseason polls. Oklahoma has shown that they shouldn't have been ranked in the top 25 in the preseason polls. Michigan State is absolutely showing that they shouldn't have been ranked in the top 25 whatsoever. They are a horrible team this year. I know that they had all of the, the transfers come to them last year. Guess what? They lost all the transfers this year. They're not a good team. So let's go through some of the stuff on the top 25. Uh, if you got to look at it, Georgia fell down. Bama went to number one. 
You can expect that because Georgia struggled against Missouri big time. They needed to come out at the end and win it. It was an ugly, ugly game. And I really thought they were going to get upset there. That would have turned the college football world upside down. And after the way that Bama played against Texas, you just you just knew that Georgia was going to take a tumble at least one to two spots. I really expected Ohio State to jump up number one because they destroyed uh, uh, Rutgers. And they were so intent on trying to do that that you're up by like 49 points and you run a, f- a fake punt. And it causes a situation. So I, I really expected them to jump up to number one. Uh, but I'm surprised the pollsters didn't do that. But especially when you look at a lot of the other stuff in there. Some of the other stuff that I do, do want to talk about with the top 25, that some of it is, you know, like what, what were you thinking? Why were you waiting so long to make this happen? Why in the world... Uh, did you not see this to begin with? Can you let go of your bias? Like, uh, just let go of the bias and let it be played out on the field, right? And still, some of it that I'm going to go over and like, what? How? What? Still, the what? And then some of it you're just applauding because, like, finally you got this part kind of right, right? I'm really excited to see Tennessee up at number eight. We do play them this week, uh, I, not just because it's Cheyenne plays here, but because it is SEC. And look, I, I've told you even preseason how good they are. Old Miss is up there in the top 10 too. Kentucky only fell down to number 13. Oregon up to number 12, which is surprising. They really haven't played anybody except for Georgia, but they've been playing really good. So you can kind of understand why they're there. Uh, Wake Forest still there. North Carolina State only fell down to 14 after losing to Clemson. That's huge. TCU goes all the way up to 17 after really putting just beating the brakes off of Oklahoma. Uh, that should have been there. Uh, Kansas finally in the top 25. I don't know what took them so long. They had the six best, uh, the six strongest schedule in all of college football, and they're undefeated. Uh, Pitt finally gets knocked out for losing to Georgia State, which when you had a, uh, when you paired those two together, Pitt and in uh, Kansas, they had very similar uh, schedules. Uh, Kansas is was stronger with the strength of schedule, but going off the top 25 there. And they also had a, 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 a common opponent, and Kansas was unbeaten. And so there's no reason why they shouldn't have been in there and Pitt already out or further down. Just didn't make any sense. Kansas State right behind them. Washington falls down after using losing to UCLA. Let me say this. Washington was a, a very under-ranked team. They were just overlooked. They deserved to be in the top 25. They finally got in the top 25, and then they got housed really by a UCLA team that was overlooked as well. So props to UCLA for making it to the top 25 as well, especially to the spot that they're at after beating up on Washington. Syracuse in the top 25. Yes, I, di- I didn't stutter when I said that. I stutter a lot, but I didn't stutter when I said, said that. Syracuse in the top 25. That's good. Mississippi State at 23. Like I said last week, like I said the week before, why were they not there and Texas A&M was in there with one loss? Mississippi State deserved to be in there. I don't know why they're finally in there, but I will say this. I don't understand why you had them at 23 and LSU at 25. They both have one loss. And guess who Mississippi State's loss is to? LSU. What are you thinking? Pollsters. Like, where is common sense? I understand that LSU struggled against Auburn and it was an ugly game. But what are you thinking? They actually literally done it on the field. They beat Mississippi State. What are you thinking, man? Like, can what? Where's the common sense? Where Where is the common sense with this? It makes no sense. 
and I'm not just saying that as as a homer as LSU, but for those of you in LSU, LSU fans or in Louisiana, you can understand why I would say that. I would say the same thing for other ones. I did it. I did it for Kansas. I did it for the other teams. It makes no sense. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Right? I is can I get an amen from anybody else? Like, what are you thinking? How does that make any sense? It doesn't. Now, I'm not trying to take away from Mississippi State. I like I said. It, right before then, I believe they should be in the top 25. I believe they should have been in the top 25 prior to losing to LSU. They deserve to be there. I, even after the loss to LSU, more than AM did. Obviously, more than Oklahoma did. Obviously, more than Michigan State did. Obviously, more than Pitt did, right? It's just make it make sense, people. Somebody, somebody make it make sense to me. Anyway, moving on to LSU game. With LSU, I want to say this. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about the Auburn game, and then I'm also gonna preview a, just a tiny bit against this game against Tennessee this coming week. Right? LSU, they got the win. They're down 17 nut and come back and win 21 17. Very ugly game. So ugly that in the second half, we didn't have a, a completion until Garrett Nussmeyer's second drive, which was in the middle of the fourth quarter. That's right. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Did not have a completion in the second half until Garrett Nussmeyer's second drive of the game in the fourth quarter. That's wild. When you look at the stats, it's crazy. Neither one of our quarterbacks lit it up. I know Garrett looked good last week against, what, New Mexico? But neither one of our quarterbacks. As a matter of fact, our quarterbacks didn't light it up at all passing. Daniels went 8 for 20. That's not good. Nuss went two for six. That's not good, man. Look at those percentages. That's not good. Especially when you look at the receiving crew, the tight end crew, the weapons that you have there. It's not good. It's not good. You got to do better. Defensively, I'll get on that in a moment too. I will say this to Jaden Daniels. You all know I've said it many times, like he's not going through his progressions and he's just taking off too soon. He's getting better. He's getting a lot better. Uh, and, And look, you may not have won that game if Jaden Daniels didn't do what he did with his feet this game. Let's be honest. I, I, I the, for for a person that's like myself, that's been pretty pretty hard on him. Like, hey, dude, you gotta you gotta see your receivers here what, running wide open. Now, me and my brother were talking about it. There weren't they weren't showing much of the downfield views or where you could see where the receivers were in this game. Almost like they were trying to protect him in a sense. But so we didn't get to see it many times that he took off running if there was open receivers down the field. But what he was able to do with his feet. Man, that was impressive yesterday. That that was I give him props for that. That was impressive, getting those first downs, getting those yards when they were much needed, uh, in a hard fought game, hard battle, and look, it, it absolutely had to happen. And it, it, yes, you may you sometimes you like if you got open receivers hit them, you don't have to do all that hard work. But it did. He did what he needed to do. He ended up getting hurt, got hurt on a uh, on a slide, not even on a hit, uh, and that's the reason why Nuss was in there. Uh, you know. He's gonna to have to learn how to slide too. But when you when you see the Oklahoma and TCU game, sometimes it doesn't matter if you get to slide down right or not. You might still get hurt. You might still get hit. So, I, look, it, it looked better this time for Daniels being able to use his feet, and and and, I, and I'm excited about that part. Um, the defense, the defense really, really kind of made me nervous. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because. Give Auburn credit; their 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 offensive strategy was a lot better than what it has been all season. Uh, Ashford really did his thing. Yes, they talked about it being his 20th birthday, 
uh, more than they did Cam Newton, you know, winning the Heisman before he even won the Heisman when they played LSU way back then, right? It was just that's all they talked about. But let me tell you, the the blown coverages that he was able to blow through and get the big, big touchdowns. I mean, he had over 300 yards passing. I thought he only had nine completions, but it was 19 completions out of 30-something, like 36. Uh, th- those are huge, and I'll tell you why in just a moment when I'm previewing uh, tech, uh, Tennessee. Those are those are huge. Uh, we did not look like DBU for sure at all. We hadn't really looked like DBU. We, we, the defense has really hidden our uh, you know, deficiencies in the backfield there. Uh, yesterday we looked as bad as Arkansas, Arkansas's DBs. We really did. You can't give that up. Uh, the rest of the defense really played good. Tackling looked pretty daggone good. Uh, you know, our running game was better than, Ar- than Auburn's uh, running game. We had more success, so it was good. All around, Good team win, good struggle, comeback win. Not you know, facing adversity face first and just going forward and winning. That that's huge. I'm not going to take away that part, but we got to fix some things, right? We definitely got to fix some things. Even the best work on things to to get better at. What am I? Why why am I saying that? Because the little small tidbit that I'm going to preview the Tennessee game. You got a couple things going against you. One, you are playing at home, yes, but you are playing at 11 a.m. Now, you got to get your mindset right. Fans, y'all got to get y'all's mindset right, too. Y'all got to get out there and be as right as you are as a Saturday night in Tiger Stadium. You got to do it. You got to show that it's the real Death Valley. Fans, you have to do that. You absolutely have to do that if you want to come away with this win. You got to disrupt this offense that is fast-paced, nonstop, going and going and going. And the reason why I say that is because what I was just talking about with our DBs not being DBU. You blow those coverages against an offense and a, and, and a passing uh, team that has not been able to pass the ball against anybody this season. They look like the worst passing team in all of college football. I'm not lying. Go back and watch some of the games if you want to. Didn't matter who they are playing against. Yes, I know they lost to Penn State, and that's a pretty doggone good team. They're ranked in the top uh, 15. But they look bad against like junior high teams, against teams that are supposed to be like homecoming games teams that are supposed to be like gimme games right so you 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 were expecting lsu to come in there and really do something but they didn't and that passing game looked a lot better against us and reason why i say that is because hooker the 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 quarterback for tennessee he's up on the heisman watch now but what he what he's been doing that offense moves at warp speed. So you may stop them once or twice or a few times here and there, but they're just going to keep coming, and they're just going to keep coming at warp speed. So you have to be ready. You have to be locked down on a normal basis, even more so against a team like this. you got to do it. If not, it's going to be a long, long game at home in front of your home crowd. But you got to step it up. You can't let blown coverages happen left and right. You can't. So you got to play Tennessee like you did Mississippi State, but you got to be ready for warp speed, nonstop coming at you, throwing blows left and right. You got to see if you can get some turnovers. You got to see if you can get some quick three and outs to get your defense some some rest. You got to do something. And the offense, you really, man, I will say this. Going back on there, I, I know I was giving praise to Daniels for using his feet late in the game. 
But early in the game, it, it seemed like the same thing. I will say this. You, you can't have this against Tennessee because they're just going to keep coming at you warp speed offensively, right? And their defense is pretty doggone good. You, you can't do what we've done all season long. Like, all season long, it looks like the game plan has been exactly the same. Three and out, three and out. The first half, three and out, three and out, three and out. Three and out, three and out, three and out. Or we get a first down and then go three plays and have to punt, right? You do that, we don't start moving the ball until our last drive of the second quarter. This has been every single game except for Southern. That's because Southern really handed you the game. It's been that way every single game. And then when you look at it, when we come back out in the second half, our first drive is three and out. It's been every single game. It really feels like that is the playbook. Like that, this is what this is our plan. Y'all heard me say it plenty of times, like the less mile style football. It can't be that way. Against teams like this, you really have to you gotta fix what you gotta fix on the offensive side. You got to. I understand that we're getting better. We are getting better, Daniels is getting better seeing the the, the uh the receivers down the field a little bit more. He's been off target a lot. Look, eight for twenty shows it. Right? Eight for twenty. It, it, you can't. It, it can't happen. You got to get. Come on, man. At least be fifty percent. Jordan Jefferson was fifty percent. All right. He may not have got you across the fifty-yard line, but he was at least fifty percent. Right. Find find a way to get better, uh, and find a way to make the completions. You have to for this game. So, the, I, I'm not giving you my prediction for this game um, for many reasons. But uh, good luck to us. Good luck, Cheyenne. Hope you're listening too, bud. I know y'all got a big week this week. I, I I can't wait to see you on TV. If I get a chance to at the stadium, can't wait to see you there too, bud. But that like we got to make these changes. We got to make them quick. DBs and the offense really have to make the changes, right? So that's my show for this week. That's my Sports Sunday episode this week. Thanks again for joining me. Thanks again for those of you who share my podcast. I mean, it, it, it means the world to me seeing you share it because that gives me an opportunity to be in front of more people in more people's ears. So I appreciate it. This is your favorite podcast, Mark Contreras, with your favorite podcast, Making a Cut. I'll see y'all next week.